Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special Talk It Tuesday with your girl, the Queen of NE. We're here for the first ever, first time ever, Queen's Court Live. That's right. I'm recording this week's episode of Queen's Court right here on Talk It Tuesday on Twitch. Woohoo! It's so exciting. So I thought this would be a little fun way to do something different, something interesting for Queen's Court this week. So in preparation for AEW's full gear, I was going to do a little predictions and discussion about this pay-per-view and what's been going on or lack thereof. (laughs) We'll get there. And I thought this would be a really cool way to do that. So here we are, babies. It's time to strap in and get ready for this week's predictions for full gear episode of Queen's Court. So a couple of housekeeping items like we always do here on Talk It Tuesday with your girl, the queen of NE, very exciting stuff has been happening. So firstly, I want to call your attention to a massive giveaway that I have going on right now. I have a code for you. That's right. Thanks to Fight TV, your girl has for you one code, okay, just one to give away. For a StarCast for full pack. A full pack. That means everything, people. Every day. All the panels. All you have to do is go to my pinned tweet at the Queen of Any on Twitter. You know where to find me, y'all. And if you're new, hi. How are you? You need to go to my Twitter and enter this giveaway. All you have to do is be following me. Be following Fight TV. Subscribe to Queen's Court on any platform you desire. Show some proof below and retweet. That's it. That's all you have to do. And you're entered to win this code for the full pack. Now, StarCast, of course, starts November the 7th and runs through November the 10th. Oh, there are some really exciting things going on, you guys. So they have the panel schedule listed for Friday and Saturday, okay? All the things that you're going to be able to get with this code are unbelievable. So we have, um, we made the stars of StarCast, a boy and his dinosaur killing the business um, with the Young Bucks, unhinged the Moxley story hosted by JR. Oh my God, this is the one that we were waiting for at StarCast 3, you guys, that I went to. It didn't happen because Mox was, uh, you know, out with his little injury here. So that's finally happening. Inside the roads with uh, host Kenny McIntosh, We have Crockett, we have StarCast Talk Show, we have the Great American Baltimore, the Great Muta, holy shit, Uh, making history with Ron Simmons and world champion women. 
that's exciting. Excuse me. World Championship women, rather. Um, amazing. So excited. And this, my friends, is $40. Okay? So you can win it for free. All you have to do is follow the instructions on my pinned tweet. Exciting! I was so happy to be partnering with Fight to give you these awesome giveaway codes. Oh, you guys, so happy for that. So that's the first thing I want to talk about. The second thing I want to talk to you guys about is something so cool and just really like surprising to me. So the yearly podcast awards for wrestling podcasts have been uh, announced. The nominations for over 3,000 people wrote in for these uh, nominations for the Wrestling Podcast Awards, and your girl was nominated four times for Queen's Court, you guys. Four times! Y'all came out in force for the Queen, for Best Solo, for Newcomer of the Year, Interview of the Year with my interview with Kanji, and Best Podcast of the Year. I can't even begin to tell you how crazy it was. I got some DMs and some messages like, yo, Queenie, you're nominated for a lot of these. And I was like, wait, what? Me? This is crazy. Um, so exciting to to have you guys that listen and support the show and support me do that. So I, I, I can't believe it. I'm like, podcast of the year. They only picked like the top 20, I guess. And I was one of them. And I'm like, woo, mind blown. That's so crazy. Um, I, I'm honored to be you know, having just be on that list and, and be included with the coolest podcasts. A lot of my friends have been nominated too, um, which is really dope. And then on top of that, you guys, DYWTSB is up for um, some awards as well. And the Queen of Pops experience too. Uh, you guys, it's so cool that uh, to see my name <laughs> on there, having just started in 2019, um, I'm honored that you guys love Queen's Court because you know what? I do too. <laughs> so I just wanted to say a quick shout out and thank you for that. Oh my God. So exciting. I just don't know what to say. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate that you did, you did that for me. So now on to why we're here. Okay. First ever Queen's Court Live, baby. I've already had you strap in, so make sure your seatbelt is buckled, honey, because we're about to zoom off. We're about to go zero to 100 real quick, as Drake would say, into full gear. I tried to make a car pun. It's not really, I don't know, whatever. Anywho, full gear is happening November the 9th, Saturday. Tomorrow, when this episode drops, Wednesday, of course, your favorite day. Hashtag Queen of Pup Connection. Hashtag Wrestling Wednesdays. When that happens, of course, at night, we will see the go-home show for this pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, I got I got some things to say. So let's just dive into it, people. We're ready to hold court with Queen. Queen has some thoughts. Queen has some things to say, okay? And uh, we're going to get started with that. So firstly, what I want to say is it's Tuesday when I'm recording this, obviously, talk Tuesdays. And what's interesting to me is there's only four matches right now, like announced and scheduled for this card. I already am upset. <laughs> now, here's why I'm upset. Let's let's break it down, okay? Firstly, this is exactly what Hell in a Cell did. As we're inching closer to this pay-per-view, we, we still don't know like a lot of these matches. Now, let's be clear. Hell in a Cell was like the day before and the day of. That was excessive, right? But 
this one, you know, I'm assuming tomorrow we'll get some more matches announced for this card, right? Being in that it's the go home show. But to me, that's like messy. I don't like that. I want to have some things established. So by the time the go home show comes, we're building towards that exact match on the pay-per-view, right? So that's just something that bothers me personally. I just don't like it. Um, So that bothers me. And then what else bothers me is that these four matches are great, but every single EVP is scheduled for a match, but nobody else is. So I find that really weird. But like, I, I guess I understand given the matchups that we are getting. So let's start with that. We have... Adam Page versus Pac. We have the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. We have Kenny versus Mox in an unsanctioned lights out match. That's another thing I want to talk about in a little bit. And the, of course, big money, AEW World Heavyweight Championship on the line, Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes for the title. And if it hits the 60 minute time limit, it will be decided by a panel of three judges. They announced that stipulation a little while ago. Uh, you guys, we got we got some things to break down, okay? Let's start firstly with Adam Page versus Pack. So, very excited to see this match. Um, I'm interested in it, obviously. I love Pack very much. I loved what he and Adam Page were able to create together. Their feud has been hot since basically AEW was announced in Jacksonville at the presser, right? And then of course we had the issue with Pac not wanting to supposedly lose when he was Dragon Gate champion. So they had that match over in the UK, but not here in the US as originally intended. Then we got uh, the official match, if you will, and now we're getting this at full gear. I think it's going to deliver. I don't think that uh, there's any way that it's not going to because of the two that are involved. You know, and Page, I think it's really um, not enough credit. I like him a lot. I know a lot of people just don't really get it with him or don't really feel that connection. I do. I, I like Adam Page. Um, is he the best wrestler on their roster? No, but I think he's very talented and, and I enjoy his baby face charisma. Um, he's going to bring some cowboy shit. We'll see what that means. I don't know if we're going to get another horse, but I'm, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping we're going to do a different cowboy shit this time. And, you know, Pac is Pac. It's it's hard to to argue against the man. He's so talented. One of the best wrestlers going. One of the best heels in the world right now. The attitude, the bravado, the just the entire presence of the man makes him a must-see in the ring, regardless of who he is fighting. So, for me, this one is interesting, right? Because if you look at each of their kind of stories, you know, Pac's been very dominant, especially against Kenny, right? And others making them pass out, if you will, with his submission and um, to, to everyone's surprise, right? At all out when that happens versus Kenny. Uh, and, and Adam Page is starting to pick up some wins himself uh, since his loss to Chris Jericho at all out. So it's an interesting uh, little little match we have here. I'm wondering what's going to happen here, right? Are they going to go with the baby face with Adam Page and let him build some momentum to get him back into the title picture? Or are we going to push Pac, right? Because Pac's been very dominant. I call him Pac. I'm sorry. It's Pac. I know. Don't come for me. I, I just, it sounds so Boston to me and no offense to Boston. I love y'all, but like, I, I can't. I, I just, it's too much. Pac. It's just, ugh. 
whatever. Anyway, so are they going to go with him and continue this dominating story to put him in the title picture? I don't know, right? It's it's, it's very interesting um, what we're going to do. So I'm wondering, for me personally, this was like a tough one. So I was wondering about this one for a while, but I think ultimately I'm going to come down on pack. I think it's the better story to continue Adam Page on the come up. I don't want him in the title picture right now. I think eventually he can come back, but not yet. Uh, I'm liking who they're keeping in the title picture, AKA <coughs> Kenny Omega. So I don't really think we need to add more. I'm also hoping they establish kind of a mid card title situation going on soon because they have such a stacked mid-card roster for the men that I think that they really, really need that to showcase a lot more of their talent. Because um, not everybody can be in the title picture. And that's okay. And it's supposed to, right? It should be the elite of the elite, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Little pun for you, but that's it. Um, so, that's that match. Then we have the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz, Proud and Powerful, a.k.a. LAX. Oof. Now, this one is something that I personally have been wanting for a long time. Two of my favorite tag teams going for the jugular. It's going to be a spectacle. I love LAX. They're in and with the Young Bucks in my top five tag teams right now. Obsessed with them both. And I love the fact that they are here uh, in AEW. When they made their debut at All Out, I was losing my shit I mean, we all kind of knew it was coming, right? But it still didn't take away from the excitement of their debut. For me, though, while this is going to be an excellent match, I'm going with Proud and Powerful. I think the inner circle needs to be dominant because of the fact that they're establishing that faction and the Young Bucks were eliminated in the tag team tournament by Private Party, which I thought was really dope. You know, it's... The coolest thing about that whole tag division, right, and that whole tag tournament is, for me, in my personal opinion, they have the best tag team division hands down anywhere. Like, anywhere. I wish this had uh, the same amount of support in other companies. It just doesn't. Um, and I know a lot of people have a little sour taste in their mouth about the tag team tournament because it was taking up so much of the show, um, or the weekly show. But they, they said they're going to focus on tag team wrestling, guys. So we shouldn't really be surprised by that. At least that's how I take it. Um, but for me, it's proud and powerful all the way. Got to be. Got to be PNP. It's just, yeah, I think it needs to be. And plus, I think for the Young Bucks, it'd be cool to see how they're going to react to losing to Private Party and then losing to Santana and Ortiz. I think that story is going to be very intriguing moving forward. Um, plus, I'd like to see all of the other tag teams get that spotlight. So for me, I'd like the newer tag teams and the tag teams we don't see a lot to start to come to the forefront um, post the tag team tournament. So for me, it's that. The next match is something I really, really want to chat about because... I don't know how to feel. So I've been thinking about this unsanctioned lights out stuff. So they've done it. This will be when it happens with Kenny and Mox on Saturday, the third time that it's happened. I think 
My problem with WWE and other promotions is when they do too much of a good thing, it ruins it. And that's how I'm feeling about this lights out stuff. It's a little cheesy, right? Oh, I'm going to shut the lights off just to turn them back on for this unsanctioned match. Okay, like I get that part and I totally hear that argument. I really do. Um, But for me, I think it would be cooler. uh, Like I would say with Hell in a Cell, right? For Hell in a Cell, I don't think it needs to be its own pay-per-view. It should be saved for like two times a year to end a blood feud. Like that should be the end result we're going to do, you know, all these matches leading up to this momentous occasion where we're going to end this, this battle between two people inside of a cell. Men or women, doesn't matter. That should be saved for that. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about stuff like this, this unsanctioned lights out stuff. If you're going to unsanction it, right, and you're going to say you're, it's a liability, we can't have it, then I think you need to save it for moments where it gets there. So for example, okay, how I would do it if it were me. I would be building the Mox versus Kenny feud as they have. I actually really like how they've been building it. I love Kenny's promo after Mox was, um, you know, had a staph infection and he basically called him a bitch and said he had a boo-boo and like all this stuff. And that was great, right? Getting into some heat between the two. And then Mox puts him through a, a table that you get at Ikea. And it's glass. And it's crazy. And then Kenny comes out with a barbed wire bat. And a barbed wire broom. Hashtag dark cleaner. Yeah. Give it to me. Anyway. And throws the bat at Moxley. And they're going to just go crazy at each other. And they're beating each other up. I would have built that more and more and more. So by the time we got to last week. Right. Or even this week. That closed door conversation, okay, with Mox and and Tony Khan could have made more sense, right? The bloodshed, the crazy attacks, the liability. So when Tony said to Mox, we can't have this. We have to have it unsanctioned. I think the build would have been better if we hadn't had the first two Lights Out matches and we built it more of that story behind of, Listen, you guys are going to do whatever you're going to do, but we're unsanctioning it. It's not counting towards your win and loss records. We can't have our hands on this. AEW is washing our hands. If you want to go kill each other, you're going to do that unsanctioned by us. That's your liability, right? Okay, I get that. That would be, to me, more of a convincing build-in story uh, to kind of make it neater and have more significance. That's just how I feel about it. And... Another thought to me, too, is that this match is uh, lights out, right? So we have to turn the lights off to come back on. You're going to have this close the show? So you're going to have this match go on after the championship match between Jericho and Cody, which has the potential to go to 60 minutes, which has the potential to be judged by a three-person panel? You know what I'm saying? Doesn't that seem weird? That was my thought. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Where are they going to put this in the show? Because to me, your championship match should close your show always. It's the most important match that you're building to. Or, uh, and and that could be the male championship or the female championship or whatever. That should be the thing that closes the show. But traditionally, a lights out unsanctioned match like they've done with the first two is quote unquote after the show is over. So that's what they're going to do. I I don't know how I feel about that, you guys. So I've I've been ruminating on this since they announced it last week. And while I love the promo that we got um, behind the closed doors with Tony and Mox, and then the fire promo in the ring that 
Ooh, let me tell you, that was something else. Moxley comes out and just straights up like, you're protecting your boy. You're afraid what I'm going to do to him. You just want to treat me like that. That's how I've been treated my whole life, my whole career. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. You want to see crazy? Let's go. Now his blood is on your hands. That promo, sickening. But my problem, you guys, where are they putting this in the show? I don't want it to go after the championship match, personally. I don't want the ha- there to be that burnout because that Justin Roberts coming in the ring and announcing that we're going to turn the lights off to turn them back on, I think it's going to ruin some of the hype that's going to come from your championship match. But you can't really put it on the first part of the show either. God, it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you open the show with that, it's weird. I don't know, you guys. So, so, so weird. Um, that's really what I've been thinking about personally. And yeah, but to me, let's just get back to the match itself. I think it's going to be killer. It's going to be awesome. We're finally going to get these two going at it like crazy. If Kenny brings the ounce of kind of psycho behavior that he's been alluding to, okay, and that intensity and unsanctionedness that he brought with his match with Joey Janela on AEW Dark to Moxley and just amps that up a little bit. I think it's going to be absolutely sick. Absolutely sick. I'm going to be chanting hashtag you sick fuck this entire time. I cannot wait. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a mixture of insanity and a mixture of some really strong wrestling. We're going to get a combo. All right, we're going to get a little GCW, a little DDT, and a little New Japan and put it all together in this match. Uh, It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to go with Mox to beat my boy, Kenny Omega. I'm so sorry, Kenny. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean what I said. Oh, God, I love you so much. But I think Moxley has to win here. Really, I do. But, but that being said, Kenny has been on such a roll here that I don't know if they want to spoil it. But it doesn't really spoil, right? Because it's unsanctioned, doesn't count, right? Whatever. But I think Mox should win here. Um, it would be dope, though, if this unsanctioned match like ended in a like double knockout or a draw. And you just, just two bloodied messes. <laughs> they just don't know what to do. I don't know. Is that just me? Probably just me. I just, oh. The idea of the fact that Kenny is going to come out with like a barbed wire broom, it gives me the chills. Ooh, for my New Japan fans that listen to this show, you guys know how I feel about Cleaner Kenny. I love it so much. And uh, wow, good stuff. So this match, I think, is going to probably be my favorite. Um, God, I think it's going to be dope. Really dope. And the last, of course announced match has been one that's been building the longest which is Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes for the AEW title now this is a tough one to you guys does Jericho drop this title this soon wins and losses matter he's been a dominant champion but he's been a dominant champion because of the inner circle right they've come in to save the day for Darby Allen right so uh, I've been thinking about it He won it at All Out in September. It's now November. It's been two months with Le Champion. Fozzie's done touring right now, uh, according to their website. 
I don't know if, okay, if they're going to go on tour again. I don't think so. So I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. Does he drop this soon, guys? After building the inner circle, does he drop it this soon? They're certainly building Cody up to be like, you know, the prodigal son and, you know, he's the man behind AEW and he's getting a lot of promos, which by the way, that promo with him and Shivani in the limo, eh, nope, Cody, love you. Love that you're getting, you know, emphasis put on you because you're going for the title, pal. You should. The, the Your your championship uh, match should have a, a good storyline. I totally agree. Why do I have to have that entire limo ride? I don't. I don't need to know that. Do less. <laughs> do less. Anywho, back to my quandary. Does Cody Rose take the title here? So then I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what happens to each of them if they lose? So let's let's run it through. If Cody loses right now, where does he go from here? Okay. He could fight Kenny. He could fight Moxley. He could fight Sean Spears again. He could fight who knows what. If Jericho loses, it's tougher. A little bit, I think. I think the smart move, business-wise and championship-wise, if you're saying wins and losses matter, I think your champion has to hold the championship for a longer period of time. Now, I'm not saying they have to go on a dominant streak. I'm just saying they should hold it for a little longer than two months. Personally, that's what I think. I think the fans love Jericho for Le Champion and his his amazing uh, ability on the mic and the building of the inner circle. I think we're going to have inner circle shenanigans here. I just can't see it not happening. Um... We always have MJF, though, as a wild card. I know people are waiting for the turn. I think it's going to last a little longer, you guys. I really do. I don't... I think they want us to really ruminate that MJF is truly 1 million percent behind Cody. Like, for real. And then when we least expect it, when we're finally comfortable, that's when it's going to happen. At least that's how I do it. So I'm going to I'm going to hope that MJF doesn't turn just yet. I want it to come later uh, at a more I don't want to say at a more critical time because this is pretty critical, right? It's for the it's for the championship, but at a at a different time. So I've been thinking about that. It has a lot of different ways this could go. And we can't forget you guys that there's this weird stipulation that got put in, right? Weird stipulation, which, by the way, I think is cool in concept. I like the idea of giving it that sportsmanlike judge feel. That's dope. That's cool. What I don't like is that they drop this like the Hell in a Cell thing. Remember that Hell in a Cell tweet they put out about like, you know, uh, you can't lose in uh, any way in a Hell in a Cell other than by pinfall or submission, right? Oh, yeah, by the way, wouldn't it be crazy... If there was a DQ, oh, it's weird, right? They put out that weird little vote poll. This is what I feel like they're doing or trying to bait with putting out this tweet a couple weeks ago about this stipulation that's been added to the match. Like, are you showing me your hand right now? Is this going to go to a draw? And like, I don't know, a new member of the of uh, the panel or like a member of the panel will be like a new member of the inner circle. Are we going to get like a weird thing to tip it in Jericho's favor? I can see that happening, inner circle shenanigans. 
I don't think it would be a good idea, fan-wise, reaction-wise, to use this at this moment. In a future championship match, yes. Right now, I think that would be a mistake. Additionally, no offense to Chris Jericho, who's the fucking greatest of all time, my, on my goat list, Mount Rushmore. No offense, but I don't want to watch a 60-minute Jericho-Cody Rhodes match. I just don't. I can't... I don't really... Ugh. I'm not the biggest fan of Cody Rhodes wrestling anyway. The constant, like, step out of the ring, walk around, posture. Do, I, I can't do that over and over again. I can do it for a little bit. But for an hour, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I'd like it to not happen in this match. And I'd actually like it to be, you know, not this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Ultimately, in the end, I'm going to go with Jericho Retains. And I'm going to pray and hope that this stipulation is not used. I truly think it's going to be a mistake, you guys. And I will be just as upset if they use it here, just as I was upset that they did the DQ slash rough stoppage BS in Hell in a Cell. I really will be upset. I truly, honestly will. So I'm going to go with Jericho. Probably some inner circle shenanigans. Um, but if it does go to a draw, if they do do it, the only thing I would like is if the panel happens and one of them turns out to be an inner circle inductee, right? And it would be dope if it was a girl. That's what I'd like to see. Be Priestley, maybe? I know she's supposed to be in stardom, but mm, I don't know if she's actually going to be on the day show. So she may be there for full gear. I don't know. That'd be cool. Or one of the other ladies who hasn't been announced yet, perhaps. That could be cool. There's a lot of different things that they could do, I think, to make it better. But I still ultimately wish it will not happen. Now, a couple other things that I've been thinking about, you guys, in regards to this pay-per-view. Is the fact that there's no women announced. No women's match announced. So I've been thinking... I really don't want Riho to defend the championship here. I really don't. And I'll tell you why. I don't want her to defend it because they've built nobody here. And I think it's too soon for Britt Riho. Right now. Right? We've had that. It's too soon for that again. And they haven't built another strong female to come in and do it. And I think it would be really messy to have a last minute women's match come tomorrow. So they could do a tag match like they do in New Japan, right? Champions tag with other people, maybe in their realm. Do something like that. I'd love B. Priestley versus Brits. That we've been building to. But like I said, she's supposedly booked at stardom with Jamie Hayter for the tag leagues. So I don't know if she's going to actually be here to wrestle. She says she's going to be at StarCast. So I don't know, guys. It's, it's weird to think about. Could we get Riho versus Emmy? We could. Could we get Allie versus Riho? We could. Could we get this awesome Kong being controlled by Brandy scenario? We could. Like maybe Riho's going to come out and announce like, oh, we're going to have like a, a number one contenders match on next week's AEW and they're going to come for my title, da, da, da. And then awesome Kong comes out and attacks her. It could happen. We could do that. But I think there needs to be some female representation. And I'm hoping that they establish that tomorrow. Um, I also think that we're probably going to get like SEU versus Dark Order 
or SCU versus the Hybrid 2 or something like that. We need some sort of tag team match on the card, and I would assume they'd let the tag team champions show out after they won, of course, those titles. I don't think they're going to do the rematch versus the Lucha Brothers at this pay-per-view, but I could be wrong. That could happen. I would prefer not, though. I'd like that story to rebuild for a different time. That being said, how can you hate the Lucha Brothers fighting SCU? They didn't get enough time because of their time management issues on last week's episode of AEW Dynamite. So that's what I think, you guys. Truly, honestly, that is what I think for this pay-per-view, what we might get. I'm hoping we get some story building. I'm hoping we get some good things. Truly, though, I'm hoping we see more people uh, appear in some way, shape, or form added to this roster. Especially in the women. I need some more women. I know we had uh, Shanna debut. I think that's how I say her name. I'm pretty sure that's right. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. But anywho, she debuted last week. Great showing for her. Awesome chick. Really great wrestler. But we need some more women and we need this division to be truly, honestly built and given the the love and attention it deserves. It's, it's my biggest problem and the biggest weakness that I feel AEW has right now. You know, when I put out this tweet today for today's talk at Tuesday, um, we got some a couple of responses. So I just want to read those out real quick. Friend of the show, Chris. Black underscore Baymax 8 says the AEW championship will go to a time limit draw with Jericho to retain. He has Paige over Pack. He has Proud and Powerful over the Young Bucks. And he has Moxley over Omega. Foul original. Shout out to Foul. He has AEW heavyweight match to go to a draw. Chris Jericho picks up the win via a new member of the inner circle debuting on the judging panel. Oh, interesting. He has Paige going over Pack. He has P&P going over the Young Bucks, and he actually thinks we'll see Hager here and Moxley over Omega. Additionally, we had Colin. What's up, Colin? Uh, he says we're maybe going to get Britt versus B or Riho versus Emmy for the extra matches. Yep, I agree there. And Pete Davies says Riho versus either Emmy or Yuka. Or maybe B versus Brit, but not sure. And maybe a tag title match as well. So we had some good things here. And of course, the chat's been going. I just want to say thanks for you guys for talking in the chat while I've been doing uh, Queen's Court. I just came over to check in a little bit. We have some cool things in here. Um, my heel pasta chair shots homies say they're going to keep going with Jericho. Um, Benji, what's up, homie? Says Mercedes Martinez as the judge and she joins in her circle i mean that'd be absolute fire maybe a big swole i love big swole that would be awesome what's up conrad what's up connor what's up colin uh thanks guys for stopping by for today's very special live queen's court on today's talk of tuesday i wish we had more to talk about y'all i really do but that's literally it for this card that's it homies i got nothing else I don't know what to tell you. They haven't booked any other matches. So by the time this episode drops tomorrow, this is all we know. But tomorrow night, right? Today, when you're listening in the podcast world, tonight will be the episode, the go-home show of AEW. Pay-per-view, full gear. Now, this is going to be interesting. The last thing I want to leave 
you guys with is this thought. This is the first pay-per-view for AEW now that they've been on television. They've been on TV for a couple weeks now since they debuted. We've had storylines being built, very hot TV shows. We have the excitement of the numbers and the ratings and the amount of people talking about AEW, the success that they have enjoyed in the first few weeks of being on TV. But this is the first pay-per-view that they've ever put on now that they've been on television. That alone, I think, is worth your money to buy this pay-per-view. How are they going to show this out? How are they going to connect what they've been building story-wise on television into this pay-per-view? How is AEW going to be doing that? You know, a lot of people are, are, are really quick to judge AEW on what they're doing. I think we all need to take a step back and remember that they are still new, that this TV thing is new to them. They're trying to jam-pack as much stuff as they can get in two hours. They'll flush that out, guys. It'll take some time, but they'll flush it out and they'll get there. But this pay-per-view being the first one that they've done since being on television is super special. All the other pay-per-views were storylines built on nothing or built on YouTube or built on Twitter, right? This is the first time that we get a weekly building storyline filled pay-per-view. This is awesome. This is the first one that they're doing. And it's really exciting to see how that's all going to play out. And now we'll get the show on Wednesday, the following Wednesday. That's the post show of the pay-per-view. It's the first time it's happening and it's going to be really exciting. I think this is going to be huge. Biggest pay-per-view um, for them of the year because of the fact that they're now on television and we we get that. They're, they're a real, tangible on brand company, right? On a TV brand, major deal company. They're a competitor. They've been doing very well against NXT. And now I think it's time to see what they have to offer at this part of the year, as opposed to what they offered us at the beginning part of the year. Super special and super cool. I am very excited to watch this on Saturday. I'm very excited to be watching StarCast as well to see all of the build and the hype. I really want to listen to Moxley. Okay, just a gentle reminder here, my friends, that you can watch it with me. Yes, you can for absolutely free. All you have to do is go to my pinned tweet at the Queen of Any on Twitter, retweet that, sub to Queen's Court and prove it, and be subscribed to myself and Fight TV on Twitter. That's it. That's all you got to do to enter to win the StarCast for a full pack which costs $40, by the way, okay, $40, you can win it for free. That's right. Your girl's got codes for you, honey. Codes for days. You're welcome. So go enter that. Winner's going to be announced tomorrow night when AEW opens. So by 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow night. Very exciting. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be tonight. Woohoo! We love Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, we wear purple. Hashtag Queen of Pub Connection. Y'all, I just, I just love y'all so much. Thanks for being with me, all y'all in the chat, for this first ever Queen's Court Alive. Very exciting. On Talk It Tuesday, 
You guys have been super cool. Thanks for holding it down for me. And I just want to say, enjoy this week in wrestling. There's going to be a lot of really fun stuff other than AEW's full gear. We have a lot of other things happening, of course, in the wide world of wrestling. But I hope you enjoy full gear. I'll be live tweeting. I'll be watching. Come hang out with your girl. We're going to have a great time. And as always, my dear ones, I want you to enjoy the rest of your day. And please be kind to one another.